Welcome to Feeling a Post-Nostalgia, a podcast made by a local optimist wanting to share her inner thoughts with those wanting to listen. I'm your host, Mae Tomko. So as I briefly mentioned before in the past episode about finding my happiness, a big part of finding this happiness and finding this self-confidence can actually be attributed to my online Instagram community um, and Asian media that I actually found through um, YouTube And as for the online community, I kind of built through my Instagram post nostalgia. So the two kind of helped me break out of my shell when I saw media figures, whether it be like idols or just people that simply looked like me in media. So growing up, um, I live in a very or more conservative, rural, and predominantly Caucasian area that's around, like, I live in a very small town with around 4,000 people, I think, and it's 98% white. So I always felt kind of not alienated, but just just different. I I knew that I was different, and I knew that I looked different. Um, I can actually remember in elementary school, um, when there's Instagram, I would try to edit my eyes to be a different color. I would try to edit them as blue because I didn't think brown eyes were pretty. And, like, no one ever really called me pretty, actually. And even, like, I don't know. I don't, I know I don't need that validation. I know that now. But, you know, growing up as just a girl that looked completely different from everybody else it would have been nice to like for someone to think that I was attractive I guess like it it sounds kind of juvenile but like everyone wants to be validated and I especially wanted to because I looked so different um so this insecurity kind of led me getting caught up into like A crowd of people that I really wanted to try to fit in with that I kind of also mentioned in the last episode. Like, I tried really hard to be like them because I didn't look like anyone. I didn't really have, like, an Asian community. I I wanted to have a group that I belonged in, even if I didn't look like them. Um, And also, during this time in middle school, I discovered the Korean-American YouTuber, Jen Im, who went by the name Clothes Encounters back then. And she, during this time, when I was trying so hard to fit in, she kind of became, like, my big sister, posting fashion videos, makeup tutorials specifically for Asian eyes, um, book recommendations, music recommendations. And I really looked up to her a lot. I really admired her style, her uniqueness, and her overall perspective on life. And five years later, I still watch each of her videos today. She's been, she's been a really big inspiration to me and has just really shown me, I don't know how to describe it, just kind of shown me that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be, it's okay to have your own style and your own opinions. Um, so also upon creating my post-nostalgia Instagram account, in October 2016, I followed um, quite a few public figures that were 
or not public figures, just people on Instagram that were primarily teenagers and teenagers and young adults that happened to be Asian or Asian American. And just just by seeing them and even like you really don't like you should not need validation from other people. You should give that to yourself. Just seeing all these people online like say like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so handsome or whatever. It it kind of validated me, like seeing someone that looked like me be be seen as physically attractive and beautiful really kind of, I don't know how to describe it, just made me feel good. Um, and I was able to see, quote, quote, non-conventional types of beauty and talents that diverged from the Western standards, so people with um, smaller, like, slanted eyes that are typically um, associated with Asians, or people with long, straight hair instead of, like, wavy blonde hair or whatever, and basically, I saw people who looked like me, who were being praised for their artistic works or looks and expressions, and People who broke free from the homogeneous stereotype of Asians having no creative talent, Asians being ugly, um, them only excelling at the hard math and sciences, being cheap. Um, So I followed a lot of Asian content creators. Um, Oh, I also really looked up to um, Wong Fu Productions and a lot of their... Um, cast members in a lot of their short films or actually I'm pretty sure all of them um, all at least all the main characters in all of their short films and movies were Asian so even though I wasn't able to see it on the big screen on TV I was able to see it online um, so being just being able to see all of these media figures made me more comfortable in my skin I began to appreciate my uneven eyelids um and I began to admire my features rather than you know wishing to have blonde hair and sharp cheap sharp cheekbones um and also in the beginning of high school freshman year uh I think it was September 2015 I discovered uh k-pop while watching a Try Guys video. They were, I think it was in a series about like Korean culture or something, um, but they were just watching K-pop videos and like reacting. And I kind of heard of it before from one of my friends. Like I think earlier that summer, um, one of my friends was showing me a video by a girl group called Girls Day. And like, I thought, I thought it was catchy, um, but I don't know, like it just didn't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I wasn't, like, intrigued. Um, but in this Try Guys video, the videos they were reacting to were by EXO uh, and GOT7. I can remember those two. But, like, for some reason, I just thought, like, the dancing, like, the dancing really drew me in. And then what also kind of dawned on me was that they were Asian, and I don't know why that didn't dawn on me when my friend showed me Girls Day. Because they they're Korean too. Um, but I just, after I watched the Try Guys video, I looked up all the music videos that were linked, watched them myself, and just kind of got 
sucked into into the world um of korean media um but i've been able to make a lot of friends through it like other people who are fans and i it really that was another thing that really really helped me find who i was as an asian and as an asian american and especially because now like in in the almost four years that I've been a fan of K-pop and have been watching it, I've seen it grow tremendously and become rapidly popular through globalization, through um, social media and YouTube and streaming platforms. And honestly, at first, I was kind of apprehensive to accept the fact that it was becoming so popular because it kind of felt like this special thing to me like this like little community of people that liked this kind of that liked watching these videos and liked these groups but eventually like I think around 2017 I really started embracing the fact that it was becoming so global because it really made me it started to make me feel proud that people saw this thing that was very, very um, Asian. And, like, you can see just in, like, the... I don't know how to describe it. Just, like, the... It's just not... Compl- it's, it's not, like, westernized because the main... At least the original audience of K-pop was, like, um, an Asian audience. And, I mean, now some groups are becoming, like, going with more Western-style music and Western sounds and things. But, like, it was originally intended for an Asian audience. So to have people think that it was cool and like it really, it made me feel happy that they were able to see, even though I'm not Korean, I'm Chinese-American, be able to see something that was East Asian and find people that looked like me attractive or find like or just really appreciate their talent like appreciate um Asian talent was something that really made me feel proud so it made me it it honestly made makes me really sad when people immediately reject it and because of just like the stereotype that it's really manufactured they don't understand like they don't want to listen to it because it's not in English which I think is it's very closed-minded and you're you're closing yourself off to a complete new world full of learning about new culture meeting new people and just a whole nother world of different but equally as good talent than there is in the west and i just i just feel like there's there's so many artists like all around the world that don't speak english or don't produce music in predominantly english um that people in the western countries close themselves off to because it's not in english and i think that's I just think that's very sad. So when people ridicule or not ridicule, but just kind of don't want to listen to K-pop because it's in another language or because it's weird, quote, quote, 
because it's not Western, that's, it just makes me really disappointed and just kind of sad that, that they're not willing to kind of explore a different culture. Um, so kind of just seeing these people in media, whether it be on YouTube, on Instagram, or um, through K-pop and being able to see like all these artists um, and creators like sell out shows and conferences and things just makes me really proud to be someone who is Asian American and has kind of validated me and encouraged me that I can be I can be successful in a non-STEM field. I can be seen as strong and powerful and I can be seen as I don't want to say beautiful because like looks are the last thing to worry about but that's really something I struggled with um as I mentioned so I would say that it really has made me feel beautiful and physically attractive too um and also just really helped me solidify my sense of self and my sense of self-respect and self-love so basically representation matters representation allows people to feel all of those things and when you're able to see someone that looks like you accomplishing great things or being praised for whatever it is it can it can change your life